Hello, this is Christine Peterson with A Toolkit for a Better Life. In this podcast, we will focus on how our bodies and our minds work and give you various tips and tricks, tools and techniques for understanding yourself, being happier in yourself and living a better life. Every week, we will discuss different topics that might interest you and help you think differently to change the way you approach life and yourself. We talk about the little things that make a big difference. Hello. So today, as part of our Toolkit for a Better Life podcast series, I'm going to be talking with Mason de Chauchor again. And we're going to discuss the topic of exercise. As those of you know who have listened to the first series, Mason de Chauchor is my friend and colleague who shares many of my interests in how our minds and bodies function and how small changes can make a big difference in how we live our lives. Good to see you again, Mason. Great. Good to see you as well, Christine, and and thanks for inviting me back. Ah, you are so welcome. It's such a pleasure to talk with you. Mason, I believe that you have exercised most of your life. Um, In fact, I think you once told me that you started exercising at the age of 14, and you've also been a a yoga instructor. Yeah, uh, now that I think of it, it's been quite a long time. Yes, indeed. That's right. So first of all, how would you define exercise? Um, And what are we going to be talking about today? Well, we we are going to be talking about uh, physical exercise and all of its benefits. Okay, so how would you define physical exercise? Physical exercise is defined as an activity requiring physical effort Mm -hmm. and carried out to sustain or improve health and fitness. Sounds good. And in fact, um, this is a definition and an understanding of exercise that we're all familiar with uh, and have read and been told about, of course. Some of us exercise routinely and faithfully, but many of us either don't have the time, we're too busy, and sometimes, of course, we're too lazy to exercise. And some of us even find exercise distasteful. So not all of us are aspiring athletes. Now, why should we exercise? Well, one of the most interesting aspects of exercise is that, yes, it it improves your physical body, But because of that, it also improves brain function. Exercise actually improves the mind. It can help promote sharper memory and thinking. And the same endorphins that make you feel better also help you concentrate and feel mentally sharp for tasks at hand. Uh, This is is a benefit which you, Christine, understand better than most. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, exercise uh, stimulates the growth of new brain cells and helps prevent age-related decline. From building intelligence to strengthening memory, exercise boosts brain power in a number of ways. Studies on mice and humans indicate that cardiovascular exercise creates new brain cells, a process which they call neurogenesis. And Mm -hmm. it improves overall brain performance. It also prevents cognitive decline um, and memory loss by strengthening the hippocampus. That's the part of the brain responsible for memory and learning. So studies also prove that physical activity really boosts creativity and mental energy. 
So if you're in need of inspiration, your big idea could just be take a walk or jog away. Uh, then, of course, the psychological benefits, and a lot of that is due to the hormonal stimulus of exercise, mm -hmm. and you know a lot about that. Mm. Um, why don't you address that, Christine? Thanks, Mason. With pleasure. Yeah, in fact, uh, exercise is a scientifically proven mood booster. It decreases the symptoms of both depression and anxiety, and physical activity kicks up our endorphin levels. Uh, as you know, the body's famous feel-good chemical, which is produced by the brain and the spiral, spinal cord. And this produces feelings of happiness and euphoria. So even just moderate exercise throughout the week, like going for a walk, can improve depression and anxiety. So much so that some doctors recommend trying out an exercise regimen for these conditions before turning to medication. That's really, really cool. Another mental benefit of exercise is reduced stress levels. And that, of course, will make all of us happier. <laughs> so increasing your heart rate can actually reverse stress-induced brain damage by stimulating the production of neuro hormones, for example, norepinephrine, which not only improve cognition and mood, but also improve thinking clouded by stressful events. Um, exercise also forces the body's central and sympathetic nervous systems to communicate with one another, and this improves proves the body's overall ability to respond to stress all really good stuff and I think very very important in our lives these days so also if you're having Definitely. trouble yeah getting a good night's sleep then exercise can help with that too physical activity increases body temperature and this can have a calming effect on the mind and it leads to less sheep counting and more shut eye so Exercise also helps regulate your circadian rhythm. Uh, and this, of course, is our body's built-in alarm clock that controls when we feel tired and when we feel alert. Now, improved sleep is a psychological benefit of exercise. Uh, however, sleep experts really do recommend don't exercise near bedtime because it, it stimulates you a little bit much, too much. So Mason, what are the forms of exercise which you would recommend that do not demand that we become triathletes or marathon runners? Yeah, um, well, let me address um, uh, the topic of high intensity interval training or HIIT. Mm -hmm. Hit with a double I. Mm. This has been enjoying a lot of its time in the spotlight for the past several years. It's really, really growing in popularity as people search for ways to work out more effectively and efficiently. Indeed, where once the prevailing thought uh, surrounded uh, the best workouts with the idea that longer was better, many personal trainers now and sports conditioning specialists now agree that intensity is key when it comes to maximizing the benefits of exercise, which is where HIIT workouts shine. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, can you tell us what a high intensity interval training or HIIT is all about? All right, uh, that high intensity interval training is a type of workout that involves alternating short bursts, and I mean really short bursts of okay. vigorous exercise with less intense recovery periods 
in engaging in these hard to easy cycles, HIIT workouts will allow you to work harder during the intense periods and keep your heart rate elevated throughout. You want to keep it elevated throughout, uh, which will happen. Uh, the body will sustain it even while you rest. HIIT workouts usually last anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes, but there are HIIT styles such as Tabata uh, that last only four minutes. Tabata, T-A-B-A-T-A. That's interesting. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Izumi uh, Tabata, who is who's Japanese, and he's the dean of uh, Ritsumeikin University of Graduate School Sport and Health, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is a, a very interesting science in Japan. Mm-hmm. His name became famous in relation to the Tabata Protocol, uh, which is one form of high-intensity interval training uh, that uh, Tabata is credited to uh, the Olympic speed skating coach, uh, coach um, uh, Koichi, okay. who really pioneered this technique. Hmm. Uh, his research followed extensive monitoring of Japan's speed skating steam in the early 90s, when along with the team's coach, Koichi, uh, they both noticed that short bursts of brutally hard exercise seemed to be at least as effective as hours, but hours of moderate training. So Tabata set out to show that with with a simple experiment, um, uh, one group of moderately trained students performed an hour of steady cardiovascular exercise on a stationary bike five times a week. Mm -hmm. And the other group did a 10-minute just warm-up on the bike, followed by four minutes of what are now known as Tabata, four minutes of Tabata intervals four times a week, Mm. plus one 30-minute session of steady exercise with two minutes of intervals. That's, that was the, um, uh, the, the research. So, so the let's results, just, just, just yeah, a moment before we get to the results. I'm curious. So let's just see the difference in timing here because I, I really believe in um, using, you know, <laughs> time is money sort of thing, using your time properly. So one group performed 60 minutes. So one hour, five times a week. And the other group did 10 minutes plus four minutes. So 14 uh, well, minutes of four, exercise. Yes, yeah. And and then um, plus one 30-minute session of steady exercise with two-minute intervals. So he, he later came, you'll see, we'll talk about it. He later okay. came to his, to his core so like uh, research. So it's, oh, yes, it's, it's, it's a quarter. It's actually a quarter. Yeah. Okay, right. I'm just curious. So I'm now, I'm interested in the results now, of course. Well, they were quite startling. After six weeks of testing, the group following the Tabata plan exercising for just 88 minutes a week can increase their anaerobic capacity by 28%. And their VO2 max, a key indicator of cardiovascular health uh, and maximal aerobic power by 15%. The control group who trained for five hours every week um, uh, also improved their VO2 max, but only by 10%. And their training had actually no effect an anaerobic, non-oxygen aerobic capacity. Wow. So the difference is 88 minutes for the Tabata and five hours. So five times 60, 300 minutes for the normal method. That's a big difference. Now, I'm curious, you were talking about VO2 max. What is that? Well, O2 is oxygen. So it's, yeah. it's VO2 max is the maximum rate of oxygen consumption 
measured during uh, an incremental exercise. Okay. Uh, that is exercise of, of increasing intensity. Mm-hmm. And the name is derived from three abbreviations, V for volume, uh, O2 for oxygen, and max for maximum. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What Now, what is this Tabata training protocol? It sounds fantastic. Well, Izumi Tabata's training protocol is 20 seconds of all-out effort, mm-hmm. followed by 10 seconds of rest, repeated eight times. Okay. So that's it? 20 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, that's, well, 20 seconds followed by 10 seconds. But yes, yes, the whole routine takes only four minutes. So how many times? Oh, eight times. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. Four minutes. Where can we find these routines? Just, you know, it's all over the internet. You just look oh, okay. up the Tabata, Tabata exercise routines on the internet. You'll find plenty of them. Uh, the four-minute workouts are perhaps the most impressive. At least to me, it's the most yeah. impressive. Um, what's great about these workouts is that you need no equipment whatsoever. Oh, that's fantastic. So people who are, well, we're not traveling a lot these days, but people who do travel can do them anywhere. And so there's actually no excuse. Um, what about yoga, Mason? Yeah. Uh, well, it, of course, I know a lot about yoga and I was a yoga teacher. So as we addressed previously, yoga is not merely exercise. Uh, it comprises, however, exercise components I, I guess I would suggest uh, from an exercise point of view that one simply practice sun salutations mm. and you can find how to, um, Surya Namaskar, uh, you can find out how to practice sun salutations on the internet. One round of sun salutations comprises a flow of, depending how you look at it, about mm. nine different postures. Mm-hmm. And the benefits are, are quite numerous. We know it's been studied, it increases blood circulation, it boosts energy. It unwinds the mind. It creates more strength, flexibility. It tones the body. Mm-hmm. It opens and releases tension in the hamstrings, shoulders, and the chest. Mm. Yeah, it's something that I, I've been doing. Um, however, I would just give a warning that is if people are starting with this and they haven't exercised, they should really be very, very gentle on themselves and not do too much or rather not do movements that are too extreme um, just so that they don't get any problems with their their um, muscles in any way and then just take it slowly I would say. Uh, now Mason what about weight training? Yeah that's what most people associate especially men with, with mm. exercise yeah. uh, but that demands pretty heavy equipment the weights mm. themselves for example and as a rule, because of that, it also can comprise risks. Mm. Uh, so um, what we can use as a proxy for weights is elastic bands. Mm. We, women know about this, but mm-hmm. actually I use them myself. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's resistance bands and you can get them uh, with different strengths and different um, levels of resistance in order to combine muscle building exercises with uh, static isometric holding postures. And this will improve the benefits of weight training, uh, which helps increase strength and bone density and therefore protects against osteoporosis. Okay. Um, And I suppose that we can find those on YouTube. We can find different um, videos on YouTube on how to use these elastic bands if we don't already know. And they're actually very cheap to get. You can get them uh, in sports shops or if you're using Amazon, you can get them, of course, really easily. Um, In fact, this all sounds extremely comprehensive, Mason. So I'd like to summarize what the takeaway is from our conversation today. So exercising is not only good for your body, it also benefits the mind. 
And in relation to that, there are psychological benefits which are partially caused by positive hormonal changes. So we don't need to think of exercise as something which takes up a lot of time and demands athletic capability. Um, also, we don't need to invest in a lot of equipment to benefit from both the aerobic aspects of exercise, as well as the strength building and bone density qualities that um, can prevent osteoporosis. And of course, this is often a problem that affects women in particular as they age. So is that it, Mason? Yeah, I would say that's it. You really, you summed it up very nicely. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so thanks a lot for today, Mason. It's been a pleasure as always to talk with you. And um, I look forward to next time. Great. My pleasure as well. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. You've been listening to A Toolkit for a Better Life, produced by Christine Peterson. For more information and details on how to contact us, please see the podcast description.